And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this lovely October evening. It is October 11th. This is the Voice of Reason podcast. My name is Sean Phillips, and today I am joined by my two co-hosts, Mr. Andy Van Beber and Matthew Edelman. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Great, great, great. Yep, very well. Just before we get too deep into today, um, I'm going to display what you just heard was different bumper music than what we normally have. This is from, and I'm showing the folks at home on Facebook Live, this is Calamity's Rain. This is a Clopton graduate. This is the name of the album and the name of uh, the group he calls himself. But this guy, uh, this is Charlie Tadlock. He, I don't know what year, I can't remember what year he graduated. But he did. He does some great stuff. He I, I, he's he's posted some a lot lately. But he produced. I talked with Charlie this afternoon or this evening. He produces. He produced his own album. So he did the drum the the drum machine. He did the bass, the guitar, the and then the synthesizer and everything. So we want to give a shout out to Charlie Tadlock. Um, and check him out on, uh, wherever you get your music at pretty much uh, he's on Spotify. He is on, um, Apple music. I downloaded his album yesterday and I listened to it and I've got two tracks. Well, well, I told Charlie, I said, we'd use him for bumper music this week and next week. So we'll play another one of his, uh, tracks next week, but, uh, that is Calamity's Rain. So check him out. Yeah, that that uh that was awesome. I was I was wondering. I was like, we get did we get new uh, intro music? But no, that is uh, that that was awesome, man. And and calamity rain, you said calamity's rain. R E. Cool. That's awesome. Calamity with a K and rain. R E, I G N. Calamity's rain. Nice. Really nice. And Matthew, we, uh, how and, how are you doing? Did you get any good get any good uh, nudes today? It looks like or <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm doing well. My wife and I took a uh, anniversary slash birthday weekend to Chicago uh, last weekend, and she surprised me with this shirt. Uh, and about the ramen noodles, oh interestingly, I've God. never had ramen noodles. Yes. Uh, so I don't even know how ramen noodles taste. I've never had them. Uh, you mean you but, never uh, ate those at all in college? No, I never did. Oh, my I God. I never did. That's yeah. too much. That is I know. too much. I worked at a restaurant in college and just stole food from there, and that's how I got by. What restaurant did you? You mean the cafeteria? No, the Riverside Cafe. You worked at the. Yeah. I didn't know you worked at the Riverside yeah. Cafe. Oh yeah. my god! They, they had a terrible way of tracking inventory, so we used to order <laughs> steaks, but then write up a six-dollar cheeseburger, uh, take it home with us. It was incredible. Right. Well, Sean knows yeah. all about Sean knows all about that, and from the being in the industry, so. <laughs> oh man, I uh, you know one of the one of my favorite stories, and it's not even like a, a particularly funny one or anything, but um, we had a chef when I worked at this place called uh, Overlook or the the station before it had burned down. Yep. Um, we had a chef whose name was Russell, who was like kind of a uh, a C, you know, a B film version of Gordon Ramsay, you know, uh, just a total total dick, had the same haircut. <laughs> But the man could oh, cook, man. and uh, he had actually worked in the White House kitchen during the really? uh, Bush administration. Yes, a very legit, very wow. legit chef. And uh, I will never forget there was a day where um, 
we like none of the dishwashers came in. They were all no call, no show. And I was, I wasn't typically, uh, I didn't really do dishes. I was a server, um, worked in the kitchen doing like some lime stuff and worked the broiler from time to time. And he called me and he was like, Hey man, what do I got to do to, uh, get you to come out and wash dishes for me tonight? And I said, pay me five extra dollars an hour than what, than I would normally make and make me a steak of my choosing. And he said, deal, get your ass on down here. And uh, oh, one, nice. one of the best nights working, washing dishes of my life, nice. I would have done it over and over again if that was the deal. Cause <laughs> yeah, that's great. Man, it was, Fantastic. yeah. Oh yeah. Always, <laughs> always good. Oh my God. Well, um, gentlemen, how was, uh, how was your guys weekend? Did you guys do anything fun? I am in the middle Besides- I'm I'm in the middle of what I call the the month from hell in the DJ business, but it's not a bad thing. It's and I've been doing DJing for 20 years, and this is the first time that I've booked four weekends in a row, and I'm mm. I'm smack dab in the middle of it. I did just got done doing two weddings. I did one the first weekend in October, and one this last weekend. Next weekend, I've got a birthday party for an elderly lady. Oh, not elderly, but an older lady. And then I've got, um, I think I've got something with, it's like the alumni FFA barn warming something. I'm, I'm hoping it gets canceled or something. I know that's terrible, but I'm tired, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, my kid was on uh, fall break, so he had Friday and Monday off. Um, yesterday, we went to an amusement park in Santa Claus, Indiana called oh, Holiday Yeah, Warriors. yeah, yeah. I've right. heard of that place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How yeah. is it? I've never been, but I've, I've heard of it. I've never been. So it's really, actually, really great. It's really clean. It's like, and for like, it's free parking. So, and you get free sodas. Nice. Uh, like free sunscreen, free hand sanitizer, whatever. They got these like wow. Pepsi Oasis, is what they call it. They're peppered throughout the park. You just go get your cup, and it's got like a dozen different kinds of sodas get it there for free wow. um we went there with uh, another couple who have uh, boys about my son's age and uh i you know i used to be a roller coaster freak and now i've got to space it out man because if i do too many in a row i'll be thrown up <laughs> in some bush somewhere you know uh, yeah. my kid ate a big bowl of ice cream and then went on that silly silo thing that oh, just spins man. around we've talked about this. I, did he throw it up no I, I, I warned him. I was like, dude, like you were going to narf this. And he was like, fine. And he was. And I, I couldn't believe it. There, there's no way I was getting on that. Speaking of your son being with you last weekend, Matt, while we're at it, let's, uh, let's delve into the latest episode of Matthew's Marriage Tips real quick. Oh, yeah. He likes to be in those. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here, let's leave. Let me see. Where's my... Uh... Okay. We'll try this. If you guys can hear it, if not, we'll just go with it. Hey guys, another hey guys, one of another one marriages marriage for you. For you, your woman your will woman appreciate, will appreciate you spending your afternoon, afternoon uh, uh, watching football because, because it will give her more time, more time to mop the kitchen floor. floor. So go ahead, gentlemen, go ahead, gentlemen. Sit, back, sit back, relax, relax, and she will and appreciate, she will appreciate your thoughtfulness. See ya. See ya. Yeah, so it's not like you were, that you was... were physically assaulted. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh and then it was a hot steam mop. Yeah, it was. She picked it up over her head and tried to come crashing down on top of me with it. And those steam mops are freaking hot. 
Uh, oh, so yeah, that was that a short one. Yeah, well, though that was probably all you could get away with, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I was I was positioned in the hallway so I could run. There you go. There you ways. go. Yeah. I just wish my scream was a little more manly. You know, I mean, I didn't expect you to do that. So uh, that was so, a, that was an actual that was a true Matt Edelman scream then. Yeah, and I I'm ashamed of it. I I wish you could have maybe did something to it to edit the sound to make it more like hey, you right. know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, right? How you could you, woman? How could you? Damn you, woman! Love it. Exactly. All right. Well, um, I think Matt has a limited schedule, so we're gonna make the most of our time. I, I was told though that we needed to make fun of. I mean, we went 32 episodes in, and I have never noticed. Matt noticed that Sean has yeah. a circular bed behind him. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that that's we're gonna save that discussion for another day. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, uh, we do want to. I, I do want to also point out. Last week was a record week for us. We want to thank Sean Yates for being on with us last week. Uh, just before the show tonight, I just checked I'm with with Matt here. Matt was asking about we, how show was going, and so we had uh, fifty. We had fifty two downloads just in one week alone. Now we we we've had we're getting close to about I think five or six hundred downloads total. But just last week alone, fifty two downloads, and then we had another twenty views just on YouTube, and then of course we had a lot of people who tagged in. I didn't check to see what we. But we had a lot of people who tagged in with us live last week, too. So we want to thank uh, all those. And, again, keep those comments coming. So we appreciate that. So. Yeah, no, that is that is seriously. Um, it, it's It's been awesome. Each and every week, it's slowly but surely starting to grow. Um, and, again, we couldn't do it without the listeners. And, uh, and I do, uh, before we jump into everything, I just want to give a quick shout-out to a couple of different businesses. First and foremost, uh, Van Beber and Sons DJ Service. Make sure you mention the Voice of Reason podcast if you reach out to Mr. Andy Van Beber uh, for your DJ needs. This uh, mentioning the Voice of Reason podcast will get you twenty or easy ten percent off. Easy ten percent off of your. Whoa. Maybe if you maybe if you Whoa. beg him, it might get you twenty. But mention the Voice of Reason wow. podcast twenty twenty one. It'll get you ten percent off of your uh, DJ services. Big shout out to our friends at Four Deep Sports out there in Columbia. Um, check them out on Instagram, Four Deep Sports. Also, American Traditional Coffee, yes, AmericanTraditionalCoffee.com. Right now, all inventory of coffee, cups, and shirts is uh, 40% off right before we are doing a rebrand. So there's going to be some great new products. Uh, so, yeah. Hopefully those are 3X um, shirts, too, please. 3X shirts for, for fat, a guys. special someone. Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, uh Let's let's jump into things. Um, I, I do want to say a real quick thing that we can totally discuss later, but the big breaking news out of this evening has been John Gruden has officially stepped down as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. That is new as of the last 30, 45 really? minutes. I haven't heard yes, that. more emails have surfaced today um, for the Tracy peppering back to about eight years up until about 2018, okay. um, allegedly of different, more racist, homophobic, misogynistic, different things wow. coming out in these emails to different owners about other owners in the NFL. 
Uh, looks like him and Mark Davis had a quick meeting as more unravels over this next week. This is a pretty big thing in sports, so we'll definitely talk about that uh, next, next week. Yeah, but yes, wow. The big thing wow. we want to talk about today um, is we're, we're going to go in depth about this Facebook whistleblower um, that has kind of led to a it, – it's been very interesting. Uh, Facebook this, this last week and a half has kind of gone through – uh, a couple of different bumps in the roads. And Andy, um, do you want to kind of sure. take the dive um, and let the people know yeah. what's happening? Well, as many of you know, uh, last last Monday, Facebook and Instagram and the WhatsApp was down for approximately five hours on uh, Monday. And, uh, of course, Sean and I were wondering if we were even going to be able to have the podcast last week. And then it came on about, well, it came on for me about mid-afternoon. I think Sean said about... Oh, probably closer in the later afternoon. So we were able to do last week's podcast. And then um, Sean, and I didn't even know about this whistleblower until Sean pointed out. And he said, don't you think it's convenient that uh, this happened after the interview on 60 Minutes last night? And I said, I didn't even know about a whistleblower. And so to give you guys a little background, uh, this uh, we'll play the opening statement. This lady's name is Frances Hagen. And... She is uh, no stranger to the internet community. She's worked for Google. She has worked for Pinterest. Um, there was somebody else that she had wo- that she Yelp. Had worked. Yeah, Yelp. You're right. Sorry. And this woman has a master's in computer issue. I mean, she's no dummy to the to the community. Uh, she's very well established, and she is a very uh, I don't know how you want to say it. She's not a farce by any shape of the imagination. Um, so she she did an interview on 60 Minutes last Sunday, and then she testified on, to Congress on whatever day, October, what was October the 5th, so whatever day that was, um, I guess that would have been last Monday, no, yes, last Monday. So she testified last Monday to Congress, um, and we're going to play a little bit of her opening statement. We won't play much, but I do want you guys to hear who this person is. And then uh, we'll go from there. So uh, we'll play a little bit of the clip. She made the courageous decision, as all of us here and many others around the world know, to leave Facebook and reveal the terrible truths about the company she learned during her tenure there. And uh, I think we are all in agreement here in expressing our gratitude and our admiration for your bravery in coming forward. Thank you, Ms. Haugen. Please proceed. Good afternoon, Chairman Blumenthal, Ranking Member Blackburn, and members of the subcommittee. Thank you for the opportunity to appear before you. My name is Frances Haugen. I used to work at Facebook. I joined Facebook because I think Facebook has the potential to bring out the best in us. But I'm here today because I believe Facebook's products harm children, stoke division, and weaken our democracy. The company's leadership knows how to make Facebook and Instagram safer, but won't make the necessary changes because they have put their astronomical profits before people. Congressional action is needed. They won't solve this crisis without your help. 
Yesterday we saw Facebook get taken off the internet. I don't know why it went down, but I know that for more than five hours, Facebook wasn't used to deepen divides, destabilize democracies, and make young girls and women feel bad about their bodies. It also means that millions of small businesses weren't able to reach potential customers, and countless photos of new babies weren't joyously celebrated by family and friends around the world. I believe in the potential of Facebook. A little bit of Frances Haugen and her opening, and it was a pretty, you know, she goes on, and this was, she basically testified for three hours. Um, and you can go, and that was actually from uh, the Congress's feed. Um, but that was, uh, you know, what she believes is wrong with Facebook. And so what, you know, her whole thing was what she came forward with was what was good for Facebook versus what was good for the American public. Um, she claims that Facebook is lying about fighting hate, lying, and uh, misinformation. And what this lady did was she oh, she started so about, uh, according to her interview and what you've read about her, she began at the beginning of 2021 saying that she needed to start collecting information because that she believed, like she said there in her opening statement, that Facebook is causing more harm than it is good. And um, so one of the first things that she she said that she she and this is from Facebook's own um, internal documents uh, that they re that that she that they didn't release to the public, but they released to their employees. And one of the first things and well, I I think better if we just touch just on this like one thing at a time. Um, one of the first pieces of research that she had come across that really shocked her said, that we, and this was a direct quote from the research, we estimate that um, uh, most, as little as 3 to 5% uh, that they actually, 3 to 5% of hate and about 0.6% of violent and incitement is actually cut back by Facebook. So, you know, they have, you know, you always, we always see the fact-checking thing, you know, um, and she said, she also said that they released this other statement says, we have evidence from a variety of sources that hate speech, divi divisive political speech and misinformation on Facebook and the family of apps are affecting societies around the world. And her other statement, then she said, she believes that it's eroding, that Facebook is eroding civic trust. It erodes trust in caring for each other. And she, used, she cited the example, and for those who didn't know, in 2018, my, the Myanmar government, this is a um, Southeast Asian country, used Facebook to target certain uh, political groups within their government to launch a genocide on their people. And so, and something about Frances Hagen, too, that she worked for, the, she was hired to work for the Civic Integrity Unit um, she was hired shortly before she was hired early 2020 and she was hired for the civil civic integrity unit until election of 2020 and it dissolved after the election. And she thought, okay, this is when it should, and it dissolved before the January 6th occurrence. She is, she's making a, her biggest claim is this, this is the, this is the big thing. 
She said that in 2018, Facebook changed their algorithms. And everybody, I'm sure at one time or another, you guys have probably said, man, this Facebook like got something like a mic planted on me or something like that. They can hear what I'm thinking or something like that. Well, what, what that is, is Facebook changed their algorithm in 2018. And they began seeing the problem. Well, let me back up. They change what you see on your newsfeed. Okay, they pick up on what you have um, interacted with the most within the past. Okay, so what they do is they optimize whatever you click on. So let's say that you click on a, you know, we call it clickbait on, on Facebook. But, you know, you see the ads or you see the whatever, you see the videos. Like, I, li I like watching uh, the Rob Deerdeck show, Ridiculousness. I like that. And I, and I get that kind of stuff sent to me. I click on a lot of, like when NFL does a mic'd up episode, I click on that and I get a lot of NFL, I get NFL news constantly. Okay. So it picks what you have interacted with the most in the past and it optimizes you, that to get you to react or engage more. So what ends up happening is Facebook then makes that money off of that advertise. The more you're engaged. So the more you're engaged into Facebook and into their product the more money they make and as of 2021 facebook is a one trillion dollar business one trillion dollars and another step that i thought thought was highly was crazy was 60 percent of people who have access to the internet 60 percent. so we're talking worldwide 60 percent of those people who have access to the internet have a facebook account and, and just some of these things that they were coming out, you know, uh, she said that it's a hateful device of misinforming, you know, that misinforming polarizing content is what gets the most engagement. According to Facebook's own statistics, hateful, divisive, misinforming, polarizing content is what gets the most engagement. It keeps people engaged. And so instead of changing it, it stays the same to keep people on it. Okay, so to, instead of changing the algorithm, they keep it the same so they can make more money. Because if they change the algorithm, less money. Okay, so they had turned on, and then according to some uh, some other stuff that I read, I took a lot of notes down. I'm sorry if I'm rambling, but they, they she also said that they had turned on, they changed the algorithm slightly during the 2020 election to keep misinformation to a minimum during the election, but then switch back to the old algorithm after the election was over. And of course, Facebook was largely, and this was done by a lot of, you know, there were a lot of different uh, sources that cited this, that Facebook was largely used to plan the election, the erection, well, the insurrection, thank you. Yes, plan the erection. Yeah, it's planned lots of, of uh, yes it has planned lots yeah. of directions it none bigger than the one in january <laughs> right <laughs> facebook was was used largely to plan the insurrection on january the 6th we saw you know pe pictures of you know just everything from advertisements to whatever to be there in january 6th and one of her most i think one of her most poignant comments was Facebook amplifies the worst of human nature. And I was like, 
dang woman, you just, you know, you know, and she said, but she said, you know, Facebook makes more money when you consume more content. Um, and this was, this was also something else. Uh, two other things I'm going to mention, and we'll just open this up for discussion, but, uh, political parties in Europe lodged a complaint last year against Facebook. And this was, I, so I took this quote from their, from their statement that they issued along with the complaint. They said, they feel, this is quote, quote, feel strongly that the ch uh, change to the algorithm has forced them to skew negative, uh, negative actions in their communications on Facebook, leading them into more extreme policy positions. Facebook forced them into more extreme policy positions. You know, basically changing them and changing them in the way that they lead their countries. Okay. The last thing I want to mention, and we can, we can go back over whatever you guys want to talk about. Her other thing is, the, this is, again, from internal research that they did. Uh, it said that Instagram harms teenage girls. 13.5% of teenage girls said in a study says that Instagram makes thoughts of suicide worse. And part of that is that they said 17% of teenage girls make eating says Instagram makes eating disorders worse as they consume the content they consume more and more, making it worse, hate their bodies more, and self-harming and all that other stuff. Um, and Facebook said last week, I, I caught this this news blurb, that Facebook said last week that it would postpone an Instagram app for younger children. I was like, thank God. And so what, what, hap what has happened this week, so as of Monday when her testimony was given, Ms. Hagen's testimony, uh, they filed a formal complaint against Facebook at the SEC, so the Securities and Exchange Commission, on the grounds that Facebook has withheld information from their investors. They lied to their investors. They withheld. And so the big question was, you know, okay, well, will this lady get in trouble for releasing these documents? Well, part of the, uh, there was a thing that was released about 10 years ago, an act that was passed by Congress that said any internal document that has been done by done by any company has the right to be brought forward and shown to investors and to the public and you know and I've, i watched quite a bit of her testimony today i had to take briley to the ortho and i was watching a lot a lot of her testimony and one point that she brought up that i thought was really interesting she said you know we you know back in the 70s you know tobacco big tobacco said that you know filtered cigarettes are safer for people you you found them to be false and you regulated them and then you said you know see cars car companies said hey our cars are safe and then we found out that without seat belts you know your chances of dying in a car crash are greater and she said facebook is they and she said she she says she has no ill will towards Mark Zuckerberg because he's created this what started out as a, as an innocent social as an innocent social media platform that has blossomed and mushroomed into this thing that has you know that has gotten people more uh, involved with social media than the real world and they like she said it amplifies you know it amplifies the ugliness of our world. Hmm. So what do you, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, I, I already can tell you, I agree totally with what she said, but at the same time, 
you know, it, Facebook has become, I mean, it is the, it is the, probably, I would imagine it's probably the biggest social, well, I mean, 60% of the, of the world who, or 60% of the people who have internet have Facebook. Yeah, Facebook is something that I, uh, you know, on, on the one hand, it's it's in, it's incredibly useful. I know, like, as I'm working with nurses and doctors in the hospital, every unit has their own private Facebook page, and I post videos on there on, about secondary uh, traumatic stress, about burnout, about compassion fatigue, and and it's the best way to get those things out to the people that I care about at work. Um it scares me to death, honestly, because the more I find out about not only Facebook, but just social media and how they can track and how much they know about you, um, it scares me. I've got an 11-year-old who's right on the cusp of wanting these apps of, of diving into online things, um, how to talk to him and keep him safe, how to, how to help him navigate the online world without the, the, uh, the, the terrible mental health effects that can come with it. Um, and, and the other part I, I just hate about it is that, you know, I, I have close friends and family, friends that, uh, Andy, that, you know, we went to college with that I've ended up blocking yeah. on Facebook because I, I just can't stomach the, the things that they put forward. And it's not, it's not, it goes, it goes beyond, um, just a simple disagreement on, on a, on a couple of issues. It's, it's almost, um, well, when, when Ms. Francis talked to Congress and she, she talked to her to 60 minutes, I think it was. And she said, mm -hmm. hate, hate and anger is far easier to inspire than any other emotion. Right. So, sad. so you get these people who get so ramped up in hate and anger and rage that you cannot convince them to, to come down to a, a moderate uh, position because moderate is, boring it doesn't inspire those same feelings it doesn't get the adrenaline going and all of that um but the sad thing is you know i've had i've had uncles and close friends that i've just had to had to block because the effect on me in my life has been negative and i and i have to draw a boundary for myself and on the one hand you know i i i I, I know who they are as, as, a, as a person beyond their views, and I, and I can love and respect that. But the, the, the rage and just the conspiracy and, and all of that that they just continually put forth, I just I had to draw a boundary for my own health and say, like, I can't do it. I can't invite this into my life, and so I can't invite you in my life. Well, and just to, <laughs> add, just to add on to that, if I can, Matt, it's been probably about a year ago, I think, since when this happened. It was during the heart of the election, and you called bullshit on me one time. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but you mm -hmm. he'd message Matt message. We like I say, we're we're pretty close friends, and we'd visited. I mean, when I went on vacation three years ago, we visited each other and everything, and we connect when we can, and we we'll talk on the phone. But he called. He's like, look, you know. I'm calling you out on this, and we. So I ended up calling Matt on the phone. We I, we talked for geez about an hour, and I just said, "Look, I didn't even know." And 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 again, not to schmooze Matt too much, but you know, but to let him know that that's kind of the way I've 
shifted my chain and he still calls me out from time to time. I'm, he's called me out on the on minimum wage stuff and everything like that. But yeah, there's a lot of people. I, and I agree with you, Matt. There's a lot of people who have totally, I mean, did, did more than what you did. I mean, they just totally cut off Facebook altogether because they said, I don't need it. I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, my boss is one of those people who, who don't have Facebook. He said, just cause I, he said, my life is so much. He said, when I talked to him last Tuesday, we were staying, we always stand out in the hallway in the morning and I said, yeah, Facebook was out, off for about five hours yesterday. He said, yep. Didn't miss a minute of it. Yeah. Yeah. I went through about a six month period where I got off Facebook entirely. And I, I agree with your boss. It, I didn't miss it. I actually felt better about the world and about myself. Now, maybe I was a little naive, more naive, but, uh, just for my overall well-being, I thought it was much better. Um, the, the thing is now I, like so many of us, are connected to work groups and things, and that's how work gets done, that you, it, it's hard to avoid it at some point. Um, but I was in the same boat. And, you know, I, I, I hate that, you know, first thing in the morning when my wife and I wake up, we're both reaching for our phones, looking at Facebook and email and stuff like that. You know, not before we even say, you know, good morning. I hope you have a good day, whatever, you know, before all of that, we're reaching for our phones and I do it almost every morning. And then I look at us and I think to myself, what the hell are we doing? Right. Sean, what do you think? Yeah. Um, you know, there was a, there was a span of time where I was off all of all social media for quite a while i want to say it was three or four months and it was awesome um i plan um in the next you know little while to eventually completely get rid of facebook now there's things i would you know need to do first and and you know get things squared away to where the ball's rolling so where i don't have to worry about facebook um but yeah, and it, it just, it, it's one of those things where um, we, as a society, you know, try to police a lot of things up real quick. Um, but this is one that's, you know, kind of hypocritical. Like, look at the numbers, you know, that those, those were what stuck out to me um, when it, when it, when, when she, did the 60 minutes interview and then when she spoke to Congress, but was the 17% of teenage girls develop eating disorders. 13.5% of girls say that being on social media increased their suicidal thoughts and tendencies. That is an astronomically large uh, number. Um, when you, when you boil it down to how many young women there are, um, out there and 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 you can see why like so i don't I, facebook is typically i see the same because of how the algorithm set up i see dumb shit ads and then i see about 15 people's stuff mm -hmm. and that's about it it is i can scroll through and i will see one person's status up top and about you know if i scroll for about a minute i'll see another status of theirs not you know, and I have over 3,000 friends yep. on Facebook. Same here. So it's just like I'm seeing the same 15 people's thing. It's the same with Instagram. 
I rarely see my friend's stuff on Instagram anymore. Even Tony will ask me sometimes if I see a post and I might not see it for a day or, or two. Like if I don't just, if she doesn't tag me in or tell me about it. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the one I'm like, Oh, I'm always engaging in her content, uh, online, but then like, I'm still not seeing it. It's, it's ads, it's influencers that, you know, have these deals and it's, you know, it's really disappointing where it's really kind of boiling down to how can we continue to make money? And I think that's where, you know, um, her point for me is, is the biggest is they are skipping the pass on, you know, certain issues and, and certain protective measures just for a quick buck and to keep that buck rolling and, and keep investors happy. Um, which, you know, it, it's, it's wild. Um, we are, we are rolling into that, you know, into muddy waters of, and we, we've been, you know, treading them. You know, we look at, was it China cannot have Facebook? Facebook doesn't exist in China, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Or Correct. okay, so now people can still do it. They could get a VPN, and uh, neither here nor there. But um, when you look at policing the internet and the way, so an example: when Trump got taken off Twitter, you didn't hear anything virtually silenced his ability to communicate with the outside world. Um, now, if you get into, you know, policing people's Facebooks and Twitter and what can be said, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's weird. Uh, we're getting into that policing of the internet uh, which, you know, obviously there's some things we already police on the internet, but, you know, now we're, we're getting into people's ability to speak and, the, and you know, repress the content that they see, which, you know, uh, the only thing is, you could, I guess you could say, is create another social media platform, but that's not a realistic answer. Well, so. let me ask, so when she talked, what do you think that would look like then? You, you're mentioning police... So she's talking for talking about congressional oversight. What what do you think that would look like? That's the thing, you know. When when she talked about that, I mean, I agree that there there needs to be some sort of guidelines out there that that are well known to everyone and enforced about the civil discourse, right? But who the hell wants that job? Right. You know, I mean, I I don't, and whoever whoever takes up that job, I would imagine it would be a a committee or an institution or some sort of you know body that would do it um, push themselves immediately in the firing line from you know free speech people um, from everyone who I mean it just seems anti-American at the start but something needs to be done absolutely to um, promote quality civil discourse critical thinking these types of things I, I just wouldn't want the job well and that's you know, it, and Facebook issued a statement after the 60 Minutes interview, and I don't know if anybody saw that or not, but basically what it boiled down to is if 
there's a solution out there, we can't find it. And that was really disheartening to me to think, okay, because now you've created a monster. And I mean, but Facebook has, has, is this, and she mentioned it. Facebook is this part of everybody's integral everyday life as far as small business. I mean, what we're doing right now, what we're doing right now, I mean, it would be hard for us to get it out and say, hey, I mean, we could broadcast on YouTube. YouTube has a live content section. Um, Instagram does not. Uh, I think TikTok does have a live broadcasting section. But again, you know, Facebook is, I mean, is so wired into everything. I mean, if you look on somebody's business card, it's wired into you know, check out our Facebook page. I mean, I've got a, I have a Facebook page for my, for my, uh, DJ business. And well, how many of you guys have, um, you know, accounts through like, uh, it could be, you know, a ticket purchasing app or anything that's like connected right. through Facebook, right. like right. all, all yeah. of them. Right? right. You know, so right. funny story is my, my hotels.com. I love using hotels.com for traveling. It's, it, Great way to save money and get free rooms. So my Facebook name doesn't use my last name. It uses my middle name, and that's just to prevent certain individuals from seeking me out and finding me that I just I, I don't want them to seek me out or find me. Um, but it was funny because I get to this hotel, and I'm trying to check in, and the dude's like, I don't got a reservation for you, man. It does not exist. And I sat there, and I had to pull it up and look at everything, and then I was like, oh. Check under Sean Patrick, and he's like, "Oh, it's right here." And, and so it's like little, like little things like that. Uh, how how integrated it is, like just because it's Facebook and my my tickets for the football game I went to this weekend, Sean Pat, you know, my all done through Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you, but you know, when, when Facebook says, "Look, if there's a solution out there, we can't find it," I'm very skeptical of that uh, because one of the people I follow on on social media is a lady named Dr. Jen Goldbeck and she's got a podcast out there, but she, her podcast is all about the dogs that she has got five golden retrievers and it's all about life with the dogs, but she's a computer scientist. She teaches at the university of Maryland, um, expert in social media. And that's what she teaches. And she, on TikTok, she posts these little 30 second videos a lot of times on the various things that social media apps can do. And, you know, one of the things that scared me to death when I watched it, they always scare me. But one in particular is if if I take a picture, let's say I'm let's say I'm at a bar. Right. And I take a picture of the crowd. There's a band playing up front or whatever. And I'm in the back and you've got a picture of the crowd and the band out there. Right. I'm not in the photo. But if I send that photo to Sean and Sean puts that on Facebook, Facebook knows it came from me based on the scratches and the dust particles on my camera lens, which are like an individual fingerprint on everybody's phone. Your scratches, your dust particles on your phone are largely unique to you. And Facebook knows that because of the photos you have posted on your own profile. So it knows the photos that I've taken and put on my own profile. They can tell what scratches and dust particles are there. So when Sean posts a photo from me, it can look at it and say, oh, that came from Matthew. And that kind of ability to me, like I would never fathom someone coming up with the the ways to do that. So you're telling me you can do that, but you can't figure out a way 
to rein in disinformation and promote good civil discourse. I, I just can't buy it. Well, in, earlier we mentioned the Chinese do not have Facebook. Um, I will tell you this. What Chinese does have, and I had to look it up to make sure I got the name right, but it's called, uh, let's see, it's, it's called WeChat app. Okay, now, WeChat is, has over 1 billion users in China. We, WeChat not only is a social media site, but you can also use it to get your, you play your music, you can order your food on there, you can schedule a doctor's appointment on there, you can check your bank balance on there, you can, I mean, it has literally everything. And it is strictly, con and I mean, the government has a huge, has a huge uh, say in what's on there and what is not on there. And so this WeChat app, I mean, you can do literally everything from this, and the government watches over this. And, I mean, there's the other extreme right there, mm -hmm. you know. But like you said, Matt, I it blows it totally blows me away yeah i mean the, what is the first thing we do in the morning grab that phone grab mm -hmm. that phone and it really it really does make you think like when you walk into a restaurant what's when you look around at the other tables what do you see what do you see yeah. people doing they're yeah okay this is what this yeah. is what you see yeah and that is just a reflection of our society. And I bring up our pastor a lot, but our pastor made a statement yesterday in his sermon yesterday that I thought was really, you know, this is what in, feeds into Facebook. I think the statement, he said, we are all, we, we have turned into this group of reactionary people. Okay. And as reactionary people, then we take on this role of the victim and it gives us this victim mindset. Okay, so where do we air all that out at? We air it out on social media. And the, I think there's some people who, who put way too much dirty laundry out on the line. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, you know, when it says that, when Miss Hagen makes the statement that Facebook erodes civic trust and it erodes trust and caring for each other. That's another damning statement to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, because like you said earlier in your, what you were saying about when you basically kind of did a purge of your friend system, man. And I mean, I've done the same thing. You know, I, after the election, I mean, I had, I had a lot of people and I made, a, I put a statement out there on Facebook before I did. I said, Hey, look, I said, I love you guys. I said, but if you agree with what happened on January the 6th, um, I don't think I can follow you anymore on Facebook. And I had a lot of people, you know, who did like the from the meme from Tombstone, well, bye, you know, and that thing. Yeah. And I'm like, for real, you know, and it it is a huge divider of persons. And it is, you know, when you think about what it's doing, and she goes bigger and says what it does to democracy. Yeah. Those governments in Europe, seriously, mm -hmm. you're changing the way you're governing because of how you're perceived on social media. I mean, that's, that's, that's mesmerizing. Yeah. And it, and it seems like, I remember when she talked about that, that the governments are having to take positions they don't even like. 
because if they don't, they don't win on social media and then they don't stay in power. And it seems like the positions continue to get more and more extreme over, over election cycles. And um, what, I mean, and this is what, I mean, this was the brainchild of why Sean and I started Voice of Reason. He said, I rem- I still remember, I think, Sean, your exact words is, let's wait till the shit show is over in November till we start this thing up. And, I mean, we we hadn't even started. I, I think our, fr- our first broadcast was in February. In January the 6th that happened. And we, we kind of, I remember talking with Sean over the phone. And we're like, oh, can you, okay, how do we, this gives us a lot of fuel for the fire. But I mean, when you look at man, if anybody should have put up, been put on trial, you know, other than Donald Trump, man, Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg should have been put on trial because I mean, you had all the evidence right there. All you had to do was just bring it up and say, here it is. Here's this content of that's engaging and telling people to, you know, so, I mean, that's, that's what I think. And that's, you know, that's one of those things, too. It's like, okay, well, what's the, you know, like, what can be, you know, what is what does Facebook have access to? Like, you know, through Messenger, if there's things you've communicated through Messenger. And, you know, like, does Facebook get red flags? Do they get, like, do they get things when people are communicating through silent channels? Like, but if they're using Messenger... Are they getting red flags if people are, you know, plotting to commit a crime, plotting to commit this? But it would just depend, right? Like, I, you know, I'm I'm fairly certain if I had to go out on a limb, there's probably, you know, people out there that let let's say might deal drugs that do communicate communicate through messenger to break the law to sell drugs to one another. Now, let's say that doesn't get flagged, but then let's say, like, if a group is like, hey, we're going to go picket at the um, at the Capitol, not not do anything crazy, but go picket. And then all of a sudden that gets flagged. Like, So what would be, you know, then it's just and, mm-hmm. you know, I've always heard, too, like whenever you get those uh, apparent, I'd, I'd have to look more into this. So don't quote me on this, but I've heard that allegedly like whenever things get like reported right if if you report something and facebook looks into it it's an actual person that is actually looking into the thing it's not a computer so you have all these people that literally sit there in front of screens all day looking at put a lot of violence a lot of death a lot of child pornography um, laws being broken, lots of all kinds of crazy shit that gets uploaded on Facebook that they have to flag and take down. Or, you know, when you get the little, this is viewed as offensive, see why. And then, you know, you, you, you could, that's a person that is making that decision. So if something gets pulled up, then, you know, if it's on Facebook, uh, what if someone's just digging through your messages and has access to your messages or what you've been communicating? Is that a breach of, are you know privacy how much how much do they really see uh you know it's that same kind of argument that um you know was made where uh apple was going to have access to your photos to where that their the goal was to hunt 
was essentially to get rid of pedophiles off of their phones is that Apple would have a AI technology that would go through your phones to see if you have child pornography on your phone. And if you did, you'd be flagged and then authorities would be contacted or I, I, you know, what's the next step after that? And um, well, what if it go? What if you know you have something on your phone that's not child pornography, but might be considered, you know, regular pornography? And then all of a sudden, now that that that's it, Apple's now Apple has that, and now and it's the same with Facebook. You know, it's it just gets into very, you know, how much are we willing to give up to these companies in order to have access to use their technology to and and then if you don't then it's like well fucking call alexander graham bell son because that's about all you got left is the old rotary and smoke signals buster well dude so do you guys know anybody who has been put in quote-unquote facebook jail i have many times you have Mm -hmm. what's oh yeah describe what that's like sean Um, what's behind that what what do you do to get in jail um i made multiple it was always when i made like a like a dick sucking joke it was always like <laughs> something along those lines uh li- like literally one of them was at one of the ps5 when i when i was like posting about wanting a ps5 so bad and what i would do for a ps5 i remember that oh my god and, uh, yeah and then one that? of them i got put in jail yeah it was one of the posts i put something up and then like someone 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 commented on it, and I responded with something like, "Man, if you got twenty bucks, that's about uh, like one hundredth of a PlayStation Five. Let's get to work." And then I was in Facebook jail, <laughs> like for that, I was in Facebook oh, jail, and uh, and the longest one I've had was fourteen days, and it was fourteen days of, I mean, I literally couldn't do anything i could look at posts but if i clicked like a a notification would pop up and say you can't do you know this you could look at facebook you just couldn't interact correct but you got to think like i got chewed out by work because they expected me to regularly have stuff posted but like i couldn't even post to my business page so it, it, it just if you get put in facebook jail and i have friends it's funny i got i got a buddy that's a comedian that he's been in Facebook jail so many times that it gets to the point where like the first time it's, you know, two hours, second time it's four hours and then it's 24 hours and then it's seven days. Every time he does something and he gets put in Facebook jail, it's a minimum of 30 days. It doesn't matter every single time. So he'll be like, I I won't see him for, I won't see him post for a while and then I'll kind of forget. And then I always just like, Oh, that motherfucker's in Facebook show right now. And then, (laughs) yep. Then all of a sudden he'll post daily until he doesn't. And then it's like, well, it'll be out in 22 days. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like your local meth head that runs around Pike County. Like you're kind of surprised when you see him and then you're like, ah, you know, he's never going to go to prison, but he'll be in jail all the time. And then you see him and And then you don't see him in and out, in and out. Well, that, that is when, if Facebook is so intertwined with our communities, with our 
society, maybe there isn't a solution. I, I mean, because a lot of people raise a big stink now when, well, when you said Donald Trump was, was kicked off Facebook and when he was kicked off Twitter and all that other stuff. And so if they change the algorithm to where it doesn't get stuff, doesn't get spread enough. I mean, you're going to have people who are going to cry out even louder. I think about freedom of speech even more with that. And so, I mean, it's damned if you do and damned if you don't. And I think that, uh, I mean, I, I, I get what they're saying, but I mean, just, just for saying, just for saying that you are exploiting the safety, you are exploiting people's lives, you're exploiting women, you're exploiting young women, you're exploiting everybody at just so you can make that trillion dollar coin. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and I think that that was a good thing that we didn't have it for five hours. If you guys get a chance to, I think you need to watch, um, I watch it on Snapchat every week. I have a subscription to the weekend update on SNL. And I mean, they rolled, they rolled in through the fire hard. And it was, it was hilarious because one of the, and actually one of the guys who was on SNL actually went to college with Mark Zuckerberg and he was on, he was on the weekend update and it was just how he, I forgot the slam, but I mean, it was so good. And it was just like, I mean, it's going to be the punchline to every joke now, but maybe there isn't a, I don't know. That's the scary thing. If there isn't a solution, then we're going to keep on going to hell in a handbasket because Look at look at where we're at now. What? How long have you guys been on Facebook? What? How long? When did you start your account? I was in seventh grade, but I know when I started Facebook, there was like a year and a half. I like so I made one, and then I didn't like it. I like Twitter more, and then. Actually, I, I liked MySpace better at that point. Um, oh, wow, there you go. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but yeah, I, it's been it's been well over a decade. Yeah, for me at least. Well, I was uh, so I was looking at this earlier. I've been a member since two thousand and eight, so that's thirteen years. And a friend of mine told me about Facebook, and that's how he said, "Oh man, that's this is what everybody's doing now." So I mean, I have. I have an Instagram account that I barely use. I and I'm not a sissy, and I'm not afraid to admit I do have a Pinterest account. Thank you very much. I'll I love up, Pinterest. I'll pull I my panties Pinterest. up later. It's okay. But um, yeah, I mean, I love Pinterest for recipes. I get on there a lot for recipes. I get on there a lot for. There's tons of how-to stuff on there, and I mean, you know, there's there's this new app that is out that I got a thing in the mail about, and I tried it for a few days. It's called Neighborhood. And it's this thing that's supposedly, you know, people in Louisiana, and there was a lot of people in Louisiana on it, and I had to delete it because I kept on getting so many notifications, and it turned into this local, to me, it turned into this local gossip board, and I was like, nope, don't need that. I even tried, what's the right-wing thing, Parlor? Was that what it was called? Parlor. Yeah. I tried Parlor for a day, and I was like, nope. Nope, nope. Parlor doesn't exist anymore, does it? Yes, it's back up. 
Oh, they, oh parlor. I don't know who they got as their server service, but I think their old server platform was with Amazon, I believe, and Amazon booted them. And I don't know who I don't know who backs yeah, them up now. Some wacky shit on Parlor. Oh, wow! We could we could yeah. spend an episode just on that. I wouldn't want to, but you could spend an yeah. episode on that. Yeah. But I have said this all along. I think social social media has more cons than it does pros anymore. When it first came out, I loved it because I could keep up with people like Matt, who you know, mm-hmm. and and you, Sean. I mean. We do, I, I keep, I mean, that's how I know about, I mean, when Matt takes pictures of the people he works with, when he takes pictures with his therapy dog and when he, you know, stuff like that, I think that's awesome. I love seeing it on that, you know, and my old neighbors had their daughter's birthday last weekend and we get invites through that. I mean, heck, mm-hmm. we don't even do Christmas cards or birthday cards anymore because you just send holiday greetings or whatever and like I said, it's so ingrained into our society anymore, but yet it amplifies what she said. It amplifies the worst in people. When I, when I, I followed students on Twitter who I had this one student in particular, she's been graduated for like five years now. Girl would never say two words in class, but man, she shouted. I mean, practically shouted on Twitter and on, I followed her on Twitter and I mean, she was just, you know, I'm tired of all your mother, you know, all this. I was like, whoa, I didn't wow. even think, you know, and, yeah. but it, like you said, it, there's no filter button. There's no anything. And I mean, I think that's why they say that you need to be careful about, because it is always out there. It's always out there and you need to be cautious about what you put to Facebook or any social yep. media period. Gentlemen, I need to step yeah. off. I've got a busy day at work tomorrow, but I wanted to spend some time with you all. And well, uh, this I think, is I think we're getting ready to close up shop anyway for tonight, aren't we, Sean? Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. So well, uh, I'll hang out with yeah. you for a little bit. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Well, again, a fun episode, and and yeah, um, quick, short, sweet, to the point. As as more stuff comes out from this, we'll definitely keep you guys updated. We'll kind of do like an umbrella and kind of go back through some of the stuff we've talked about in the last uh, month or so, and then more info that we we get on some newer issues, we'll we'll um, throw in there. Yeah, but uh, before we do sign out, gentlemen, um, is there anything that you guys would like to add or say to the, our uh, our lovely listeners? Thank you, Mr. Edelman, for joining us again this evening. Mm-hmm. I always like seeing you in front of that nice thing on your wall back behind you there. I I live in a theater. You don't know that, but I... Yeah, and now I'm going to be more self-conscious about Sean's circular bed behind him and what funky... I've got so many questions. And and next week, I will have so many answers. There you go. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. We appreciate you being on, buddy. I don't want answers. I want diagrams. I I don't want... (laughs) Maybe again, a whiteboard. Can you have incorporate a whiteboard into it? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm sure I could get a whiteboard in here. To, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tons of them. Tons. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Oh, and also, again, remember to check out uh, Calamity's Reign uh, on uh, YouTube. It's on uh, Apple Apple Music. It's on Spotify. Give Charlie a listen. I think it's, I mean, it's just an instrumental album, but I think you'll enjoy. Yeah. 
And again, make sure you guys check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, right here on Facebook, YouTube.com, Voice of Reason Podcast 2021. Check us out for all your podcast needs. Again, I've said it, it's a broken record, but please, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Uh, give us a share, comment, like. If there's anyone you know that you think might like to give us a listen, please um, let them know about us. The more, the merrier. The more people that listen, the more resources we have to get to do this and build this um, into something special to where hopefully I can uh, get off of OnlyFans and you know my photos on the round bed and I can make money elsewhere. So uh, thanks again for, for listening with us, and uh, we can't wait to talk to you guys. Until next week, we'll see you then.